Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. Lots to discuss today on the talent versus culture issue. What's the bigger one for the Eagles? I believe it's the talent. Jalen didn't play as well. The defense stunk. And the culture stuff just permeated off of that. Hugh believes it's been the culture that's deteriorated here. And Hugh, they got to figure this out because these stories that keep coming out here and these leaks and these reports, especially the latest one that really got everyone yesterday, D. Gunn, and we all respect D. Gunn around here, talking about, you know, Jalen maybe pulled in a lot of different directions, you know, this last season, which that one did surprise us. But the other part that maybe Sirianni was kind of kept in check on the sidelines by Big Dom. <laughs> that, that and then right when there, Big man. Dom was suspended, all hell broke loose. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm a childish individual, so I, I understand what it is to be kept in check. I understand, like, you know, going places and – Sometimes having your hand held because you might get a little bit, a little bit rowdy. That's why. But I'm not a head coach, so I don't have to. You know what I mean? I don't have to be a leader of men. I just think it's a bad look to have that come out at the time that it's come out when there's a lot of speculation on the, uh, like why why are you here? Like basically, what is your job description while you're here? I just think that's a, that's a tough look. For Coach Sirianni, right? Well, now. that was. I mean, that was one of the toughest looks I've ever seen a coach have to deal with in a press conference. So there's a lot here, a lot to unpack. And of course, also the Bryce Harper situation with the contract hope. Also, this story caught us. So uh, this is from Sports Illustrated's website Chiefs coach Andy Reid still helping Eagles from afar. John McMullen wrote this one. And the, the, uh, the idea is that the Eagles at the end of the season tried to figure out do we need a wrecking ball? Or just a scalp, right? Do we, like a wrecking ball. do we just fix a little bit here and there, or do we take a wrecking ball and knock this thing down? <laughs> that's that Miley Cyrus. That, I don't know why that's probably just Yeah, it's one of your head. favorite ones. That, that's... Coming through like a wrecking ball. Oh, oh my fun. gosh, it's awful. <laughs> Sounds just like her, Hugh. Really, just just like or her. Take a, take a, big blue or take a scalpel to the situation. Yeah, <laughs> and so, the, so the, we took a scalpel. Yeah, the the assertion of the article is that you know Jeff Lurie was at the Super Bowl and and maybe he still kind of leans on Andy. And the idea would be, don't blow it up. Just kind of keep, you know, fix it around the edges here. Which, listen, and if you're going to lean on anyone for for help, I would always tend to lean on Might someone as successful Might. as Andy. But why are Might we still been a bad call? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you know I love Big Red now. But I don't know, now. coach. You might have might have messed up with this one. We might, but when you say wrecking ball, okay, let's let's clarify wrecking ball. Re- well, I, when I think wrecking ball, I think the coaching oh, the coach is out. And I get and I get rid of some big names. I, I, Wrecking ball. When, Boom. when you talk about big names, I, I'm not I'm not thinking players. And I know that a lot of people feel like the players are accountable in this, which to a certain extent they are. But I need to figure out if I can fix it first before I start doing that. And and this leads me to believe since they didn't take a wrecking ball. Well, not yet. They're not with the coach, but the, they could do it with the roster, right? The, the free agency is about to begin. They well, could. We got, yeah, we got time, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, because I know like people out there, they got some certain names in mind where they they want to move on from. I'm not I'm not that comfortable doing that yet. And I'm not like I'm gonna go. I don't want AJ Brown gone, man. Even though he's very vague and he's passive aggressive and he's mad at you. You're in the meeting. They gotta charge listen, more for your microphone. Listen, he can be mad at me all he want. I mean, get in line. He's not the only one. But I'm like I'm I'm still an AJ Brown fan, man. I am, and I don't think that he is the the reason why this thing went awry. I think he's a hell of a player. I don't think we should move on from him. But, boy, you know, I mean, you, yeah, I don't think he should go. That's how. That's where I'm at with I it. think most agree with you. I, I we need to fix it. We need to fix this. Yeah, but here's what Howie needs to do. Howie needs to determine if they can fix it 
before it's too late. Because if you run this thing back next season and it's the same nonsense, I, I'm. Are we going to see a more calm work. and collected Coach Sirianni? No. What you mean with added pressure on the hot seat? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What is it? Yes. That, what's that phrase about pressure and pipes? Pressure bust pipes. Yeah, that's. Oh. You think his pipes about to bust? <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole thing might might bust if I, they don't I'm, fix I'm it. I'm holding out hope, man, for the best. I really am. Well, I, I hate to see. We that. shall see. But the idea that the Eagles still potentially lean on Andy Reid is not surprising. At the same time, Kyle, I do wonder. At what point do we, ha- do we can we figure things out on our own? Do we have to keep going back to the Wizard of Oz to fix the problems here? Yeah, it does feel a little bit like like we're wrapped around this dude's finger and like everything this dude was. Like, what if Andy Reid's trying to sabotage the Eagles this whole time? I mean, we don't seriously? we don't know that. Seriously, Kyle. Seriously, that's that's what we go uh, no, right now. It's a what if. I'm obviously what if kidding. I'm just oh, saying. Like, if no, now? we're allowing for all the possibilities here. Then like, and what if Andy Reid like. We are Andy Reid's competition. We just faced him in a Super Bowl. So you're saying because Andy Reid's going to sabotage the team because you're knowing that he might see us again in the Super Bowl. So it's like, yeah, go ahead and keep Coach not, Sirianni. Well, if I'm Andy, I'm like, listen, I got my own stuff over here. I got to solve your issues too. You fired me. You had me there. Now I got to still fix your nonsense? I I don't know. Yeah. Nah, that, that is something petty, petty that I would do. I don't yeah. think Andy Reid. No, nah, he's too nice to do that. I, I agree with you on that. All right, let's go to um, – let's go to – we got Herb here? Or Herb's up. Herb. What's up, Herb? Yeah, you know Andy Reid's looking for another wide receiver. You know that, don't you? He could use one more, for sure. Yeah, he's so looking for another Oh, you think he wants AJ? Yeah, stop it. No, nah, they're not paying receivers after the whole Tyreek thing. Anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, is Ben Davis still involved with the Phillies or what? I I haven't heard anything that he's not. I, I would guess he'll still be on some broadcasts and in the, the pregame and postgame. Right. hope he is. Yeah. I like Ben. I haven't heard and I haven't seen him all winter. You know what I mean? You know. Well, we've seen him. Uh, well, that, I mean, that, I've I, seen he's literally ben, on ben, the air on WIP. Yeah, he's ben here came in here one day with some shorts on. Made me proud. Yeah. It was and, cold, too. I remember when yeah. we went to Clearwater last year, Ben was on the same flight as us. Yeah. Right, right. Pretty and, tall uh, guy. He stands out yeah, in the airport. Stand, yeah, he yeah. definitely stood out. <laughs> yeah. A lot taller than I thought. Ben Davis is yeah. huge. He about, what, 6'4", 6'5"? Ruben Amaro is telling you exactly – as if he was the general manager. Once you sign that contract, that's it. And the guy's got to abide by that contract. Now, in a couple of years, maybe it might change. Depends on uh, production and uh, if you win a World Series, you know. Well, Herb, I agree. And and if we go deeper into this thing and he stays healthy and he's closer to the end, then, yeah, maybe we could talk extension. I'm not signing him now, Herb. I would say in the next couple of years, I would say that if uh, things work out, then uh, they might, you know, would do it, you know. But not right now. See, her- I want to see. I want to see this guy play. You know, 140 games, 145 games, whatever he can do. Uh, you know, this year I want to see him do it. I want to see him not get hurt or any kind of problems. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of freaky things over there at first base that could happen and you can get hurt. It's it's happened to a lot of players. So let's keep our fingers crossed. That's Uh, right. And if he plays well and he hits well and he stays healthy, yeah, they'll want to keep him around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, What else? Yeah, I was watching Barton today, this morning. Uh, What did he have to say for himself today? He he keeps (laughs) – 
the same stuff you've been reporting, and uh, he spoke to, uh, what's his name, uh, that used to be on with the Eagles when he was with the Eagles. Uh, you know, uh, Donovan McNabb. No, no, no. The guy Fred you, Barnett. The guy that used to televise the uh, – Oh, him. That like, guy. Uh, the Who? pregame not, – not Bartram, but the, the – uh, what's his name? Brent Seller. Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn. Derek Gunn. D-Gunn. D-Gunn. Yeah, he spoke to Shout Derek Shout out to D-Gunn. Uh, I was just going to name Eagles, so I got it. They were talking a lot today about uh, the security guard, you know. And, uh, oh, Big Dom. You got Big Dom in the mix now. Yeah, Dom. They were talking about Dom. And I actually, this morning, I called over there to see if Dom was there. You called they, the Eagles called, this morning? You called they wouldn't Dom. let me connect. They wouldn't let me connect. Maybe because it was the phone outage. Something's going on down there. You know what I mean? What was so, going on? <laughs> I'll run into him. Don't worry about it. But, uh... He's still driving that Cadillac Escalade. And, I think uh, Dom laying low right now, though, man. Yeah, it's probably best. Yeah. Suburban, yeah. Yeah. So you, so you tried to call Dom, you didn't get through to him, though. Didn't get through. All right, you, we'll keep trying, and then you, know, you get you tell yeah. us what Dom says about I'm the whole thing. For, I'm looking for a job all day on Sunday with the Eagles. You know. I think so, they could you use know. you, and if Dom gets suspended again, you do the job. Well, I'm not talking about that. I mean, yeah, I could do that, but I'm saying driving, you know, from Novacare oh, to yeah. the stadium, you know, because they got a lot of vans and different things. Yeah, they should give you a job. So, you know, because we don't usually work on the Wells Fargo don't usually work on Sunday. All right, well, I got an Eagles Hall of Famer next to me, Herb. He'll put in a good word for you, Herb. We appreciate it. I was going to ask Herb for a ride tonight. Uh, yeah, we uh, we need a ride. We're going to the Sixers game tonight. Yeah, I'm just going to catch the Uber. Okay. but uh, Can you help get her a job with the Eagles? You're a Hall of Famer. What? Help him out. I know. Listen, dead air does not do you any service on the radio, but I don't know what, I don't know how to respond to that. Don't nobody, play with me. It's, nobody a, it's a simple Eagles, question. Don't nobody at the Eagles fool me like that, man. Especially me talking bad about. Famer. I'm talking bad about Coach Goober and the head coach. Man, I'd be I'd be lucky if they let me back in the building. <laughs> no, your your card always works as a Hall of Famer. No, listen. Now, now, a, now, Ike, if he starts talking bad, then he's no. Nah, I'm telling you, man. I, like I will say this: I haven't been like nobody said nothing to me yet, but I'm pretty sure I've said some stuff that made some folks a little uncomfortable. Does like, she do anything for us? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Calling him Coach Goober, that's not that's not endearing. It's, nobody nah, wants to be called a Goober. I agree with you. That's and I'm pretty sure he's heard term. he's heard that. You know. But I'm I'm not backing off of it because I hey I sleep good at night I ain't scared of nobody. I'm just I'm just asking you to put in a good word for her. No, how about that? <laughs> oh, herbs are good. I guy. can't do it, man. Listen, I'm already on thin ice with those folks down there. I gotta you know I gotta keep my you know I gotta keep my uh you know stuff intact. It's- and Hugh Douglas just keeps working. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's what he does. Just continues to work here. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Anthony is in Bristol. Hey, Anthony. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? What's man? up, Anthony? Hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hugh, you were one of my favorite players growing up. It's awesome to talk to you. I met you Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Likewise. I think the Eagles have a maturity issue, man. Uh, I'm 41 years old. I have some friends that are like five, ten years younger than me. We see the world dramatically different. I'm all for being like a loud mouth and kind of like arrogant as a fan, but when you have your coach 
you know, talking crap to Kansas City fans in the tunnel after they win the game. <clears throat> when you have your starting quarterback going to Twitter to defend his game after a blowout, when you have your star receiver being cryptic and deleting social media, it's not a good look. It looks immature, and it kind of plays into what people are saying about maybe Fletch and those older guys just kind of threw their hands up. Like maybe the guys like Byard and Covey, who actually went and spoke about it, were sort of adults in the room who witnessed it and were like, yeah, this is a problem. I think you're on to something, Anthony. I, I, maturity is a good word. Hugh used the word accountability earlier. I think, I think maturity is part of it. And I, I think it's hard. Like, I don't think Sirianna is a bad guy. I don't think he's, he's a bad coach. But I do think it is hard when he's not mature to rein immature young athletes in. I, I, Anthony, I bring up the AJ thing all the time. Like, if AJ's flipping out on the sidelines and Sirianna says to him, calm down, if I'm AJ, I'm like, you're yelling at everyone too. You're screaming at the other fans. Like, why, what are you telling me to calm down? Right. Your babysitter's got to tell you to calm down, and you're going to correct me. I'm not going to take you serious. It, it just doesn't make sense. Leadership starts with an example, and if that's the example you have, I mean, I'm still yet to understand what Nick Sirianni's job is. Uh, and on the Craig Carton thing, I've actually known Craig Carton for a lot of years. We used to play poker together before he had his trouble. And uh, he's a loudmouth. He's a bombastic guy, but I don't think he would say that just to get a rise out of Eagles fans. I think he would say that because he knows something and he knows that it will stir some things up and cause controversy with us. But I definitely think that he's probably got some inside information that we don't know about yet and probably never will because that doesn't serve anybody. Sure. And I think just based on all this, Anthony, appreciate the phone call. Like, I think you used the word hot sauce. You put some hot sauce put on it. Put a little bit of hot sauce yeah, on it. Yeah, but, man. like, what Craig is saying, that there's issues in the locker room, we've been, so we've, we've been saying that for weeks. Yeah, and as far as, you know, him saying it for attention or whatever, he does a, he does a daily he does TV a show. show. I mean, it, like, he, yeah. did, he knew exactly what he was doing, man, because most times, let me tell you it, what I do know as part of being a media member. If you got some hot, juicy gossip that you can back up and what they say you vet it, you go with that. He's, he didn't vet it. That's the bottom line. He he heard the same thing that some of us heard, but we didn't. It's not vetted, so you don't go with it because you don't want to risk the, the the chance of it biting you in the butt and you losing credibility. That's why he didn't say he just oh I heard some stuff and it was juicy and it it was one of those things that'll get people get people fired and then you know the the hype the hype squad was over there hyping it up. But I, his hype squad was my favorite part. Yeah, of the whole the, thing. The, I mean you know no listen we all do, we all do that man. I mean, listen, we're, we're in a business where, you know, everybody says the same thing, but it's just all your, your delivery. So, yeah, he, he did what he wanted to do, and now everybody's talking about it. Yeah, he, well, he is. And I think if it, Craig was the only thing this week, it'd be one thing. But the, the, the D-Gun report yesterday really just, like, it hit home, and we got some issues here. The fact that, you know, the Hurts thing I don't think anyone was terribly surprised by. He was pulled in different directions. Hugh, you kind of alluded to that in the summer before it even happened, that this could happen. But the part about Big Dom – it's just, it's embarrassing. If I'm the Eagles today, or if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm embarrassed that this is out there, that I, that I need Big Dom holding my hand on the sidelines. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a bad look, man. It's not a good it's look. It's a bad look. It, it's, it's a bad look. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy who, who wife used to hold his hand all the time when he was on <laughs> But you know what? Probably a lot of guys are like that. You know what I mean? Because I, like, I knew, like, she just like you know you know somebody about to act a donkey, and uh she used to be like hold up we we not about to do that today. 
Well, is you Douglas okay? Yeah, I guess. So I'm like again, I'm speaking. But you're from not a head coach of a football I'm team. Not, but I'm speaking from experience. Hugh gets it. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Hugh's been there, everybody. He gets it. All right, Carl's in Maple Shade. What's up, Carl? Yo, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Carl. What's up, Carl? Oh, Hugh, uh, my first question for you. Yes, sir. You're the best man. Where is the dividing line between the money and the ring? I think I think that for me, when I when I uh think about what Bryce Harper's doing, I, I get where you're going with this. But again, like I've said, he he the organization is allowing this to happen. So if I'm Bryce Harper, then you strike while the iron's hot. Like, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and you're like, you want to ch- win a championship and things of that nature. He has been put in a situation where the organization has said about him lovingly that, you know, they, basically they wouldn't be where they are without him. And so he's doing, I think, what anybody would do in this situation. He's capitalizing mm-hmm. on the moment. You know, and I, and I know for a lot of fans, it feels like it's, it's wrong and things of that nature. And for him, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like, you know, he's trying to cement his his financials. And if the team is willing to do it, then why not? You know, um, Al Morgani said on the radio, God, it's maybe 10 years ago, a player wins the championship when he signs on a dotted line in today's world. So, Carl, I, I think that's true in a lot of cases. The one thing I would say is – quarterbacks in the NFL and NBA stars, we hold them a little bit higher. Like, you got to win a title. But most other players, Carl, I agree with that. And and that kind of – I like Al. He Sometimes uh, – like 10% Al too. of the times, yeah. But you know what? He He's on the mark more times than not. And I, I just would like to see things change a little bit with the Eagles. Let me ask you this, Carl. I mean, because I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I really, really do. But let me let me spin it to you like this. If you were in the position that Bryce Harper was in, would you do the same thing that he's doing? If you had, if you knew that you had the organization by the short and curlies and they loved you to death, would you ask for more money if you knew you could potentially get it? From my heart, you? Yes. Not from where I started my structure of what I was. I didn't care about these things now. All I care about was I love the city. My initial structure was I wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. That's it. You gave me all I wanted. What's yeah, but that but Yeah, I mean I hear you, but it it that changed. Yeah. And and they they made it change. They it, put him in this position. It does make it feel and Carl, we appreciate it. It does make you wonder if the, oh, it was all genuine from the beginning. Oh, no, it definitely does It that. makes you wonder. It, it makes you wonder. But, again, I say this, and that's why I feel like he's doing it because he feels like he has the positioning to do that. So the other part of this that we don't know yet, Hugh, is what is he asking for on the back end? Yeah, the money. Because he has said he wants to die in this uniform. He wants to finish his career. You know what that is? That's all. That's also like that endears yourself to the fan base even more. Like, I don't want to play anywhere else. Let's just tack on a few more years so I ensure I retire here. Mm-hmm. No one's going to get upset at that phrasing. But Marcus Hayes in his column this morning in the Inquirer, 
he speculated on what Bryce may be asking for. Did you see this? And, and again, he's not a report. He's just like, you know, wondering. Like, Speculate. Yeah. He speculated that maybe Bryce is asking for three, 150 on the back end. Three years, 150? 50 million per year. You mean 150? 150 million. Three add three years. Plus the 150. Like yeah. three, put, but the money he's getting already plus mm-hmm. the 150. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of bread. It is. And that <laughs> there's one thing like I want to retire here, and there's another thing like I want $50 million a year in the end. That's a lot of bread. Yeah. So if it's anything close to that, we're gonna. This conversation is gonna not last that, very long. That that's a lot of bread. Uh, it is. But you start. You always start negotiations. I did. You move down. I I didn't think it was gonna be that much. I, I think didn't think though. I didn't think that. Best for Bryce if the numbers Sporus is asking for don't come out. Just say I want to play. I just want to play here longer. I want to retire that's here. A lot of bread. Uh, it's a lot of bread. That's a bold ass. It's insane. He has eight years <laughs> that's left. A bold, that's a bold ass. But like I said, riding in and I heard, when I heard the story, Joe. I just thought it was kind of genius the way that he did it. I, I, like, that's where I – like, for me, I, if I signed a contract, I honored the contracts I, I, w- I was in. I never went up and asked for any more money. That just wasn't how I was built. But to, to be bold enough to do that and feel like you can do that, I mean, that was pretty genius on his part. Well, here, here's my advice to him moving forward, and he could do whatever he wants, and it'll, it's probably going to work. I, mean, I, I would guess Middleton's I mean, probably going to get paid. Yeah, I, I, at some point. If he doesn't get hurt, right, as long as he's healthy, they're probably going to pay him. $150 million more? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, that for three years? Damn, I should have played baseball. Could have been Schwarber. Could have been a DH. I could have been Ted running around the bit bases. By the way, did we get the final results in that poll a couple days ago? Who would win in a race, Schwarber or Hugh? You got dusted, Hugh. Yeah, they, you know what? That's because them folks ain't seen me in action lately. Well, I, I've I, been I wonder why. <laughs> because I ain't been running outside. <laughs> no, you told me you did run outside once, but never I, again. I did. No, I ran out because it was dark and people <laughs> kept clutching their purses and stuff. Yes. And I was like, eh. One guy, <laughs> one guy's televised, and we pay to see him. You know, put, perform athletic displays. No, I, I mean, but I we ran haven't done out, that with I've you here in like thirty years, bro. I ran out, but I and I'm I don't even know if it's if it's cool to run in the daytime either. Because you know, mean it's not, I do that. No, I'm saying for you it's different. But you know, big big black dude running down the street, everybody <laughs> because you do it doesn't mean it's cool, Joe. <laughs> you know what I'm well, I, know, I just I didn't know I was doing something uncool. I just no, was I'm going just for saying, a run. I just I wasn't you know running anybody. through the city, huffing and puffing. <laughs> Somebody see me, and they be like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on?" You know, I don't want. I don't you want should run by the the, the Schuylkill over here. I see people doing that I all might, the time. I might do that, but it has to warm up significantly. Yeah, well, it's windy down me. there. Yeah, you better see before you see me down there. We're gonna somebody, Somebody's gonna have to come get me because <laughs> when I run one way, I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm pick me up where I'm gonna stop at. That's kind of where I'm Who's at. Who's that with guy my... on the ground? Is he okay? <laughs> it's you. Help I him. still think I could beat Schwarbs, though. I can get him in a race. You're delusional. I no, I'm telling you, I was that. running last night and I picked up my pace and I was like, I could probably get Schwarbs. <laughs> I could probably do it. Schwarbs weren't rent free and you're. And I you're can't wait until we get to Clearwater. We got to tell him this. No, I'm going to size him up. I'm going to look at yeah. him. I'm like, yeah, I think I can get him. Schwarbs, <laughs> this guy <laughs> thinks he could beat in a race. We get him all. We're definitely broaching that with Yeah. <laughs> I think he would, he would He would make it fun, but deep down, he would, like, he would just on. laugh like, come he, on. Be, come on, offended. old man. This guy <laughs> This guy hasn't played since 04. Are yeah. you kidding me? He might yeah. feel bad and let you win. No, no, no. He's a competitor. He ain't going to let me win. If I win, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. By the way, it's uh we're we're moving towards 20 years since your last snap. We might have to have like a celebration that day. Yeah. 20 years. It's been 20. <laughs> oh, four is the last season, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, 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 yeah. it's 24. I'm just saying, like in the next year or so, it's the end. It's the 20 year anniversary. It's a wrap. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. All right. Two one five five nine two nine four nine. We'll come back at your phone calls here. Culture of talent, biggest Eagles problem. 
And Nick Nurse asked a really good question by John Clark. Does he hope or expect Embiid back before the playoff Sixers start their second half tonight? We'll hit that next. Your phone calls as well. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94 WIP. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Do you hope, expect that maybe you'll get a couple weeks with him before playoffs and, and try to get back into a rhythm? Yeah, I hope. I hope. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to expect here. I think we're we're a couple weeks in, probably a couple more to go before we get an eval of where we're gonna be. But yeah, I hope we can get a couple weeks in and get him some games and and um, get him healthy for round one. John Clark there with Nick Nurse, Sixers. Get, a, get an eval. Yeah, an open eval. the uh, the second half of the season against the Knicks. And uh, I thought that was interesting the way John framed that question. Do you hope or do you expect to have Embiid back here before the end of the regular season? And, and Hugh, I know, uh, you know Nick Nurse is not going to jump and, and go over doctors before the, check, you know, the benchmarks are met. Yeah. But he didn't say he expects it. He said he hopes. Well, because you're, you're trying to play it safe. Yeah. You don't know where he is. Well, we don't know where he is as far as his rehab is concerned. So, yeah, that, that's probably the smart way to play it. But I would have loved to hear he expects it. No, we all would have loved yeah, to Yeah, because that, that would have meant that there's some confidence within the Sixers that he will be back. I don't have a major expectation that we'll see him before, you know, right before the playoffs, if before the playoffs. I mean, I just I think they're going to be super, super conservative with this because he's had multiple surgeries. And we still don't know what the procedure was. Remember that whole thing about the flap and then the not the yeah. flap? They never really told us what they did. They just said he'll be reevaluated in a few weeks and that they hope to have him back. So it's it's bizarre because the second half of the season starts tonight, Hugh. They got Kyle Lowry signed Kyle and Lowry. ready to go. You want to get excited, yet I have no idea if we see Joel Embiid again anytime soon. I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about Kyle Lowry. We're going to get Crumble Cookie back. He's going he's gonna to get healthy. Your he's guy. He's getting healthy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about uh, – Buddy Hill and what he's brought to the table. He's played so far. well. He's yeah. played well. So I mean, like, we can, we go as the big guy goes, but to get him healthy, this is kind of the plan that I I, I kind of envision. You know, just get him as healthy as you possibly can and get him ready for the playoffs. So if that means that it's going to take a little bit more time, I'm okay with that. And the idea is now, and hopefully Buddy Hill helps us to stay afloat in this in the playoff standings. You know, until until the end. I mean, they're right now the Sixers open the second half tonight or. I always think it's funny they do the halfway mark. It's not really halfway. They've played, what, 54 games? Yeah. So it's 27 to go. But whatever. They, they open up post-All-Star break tonight against the Knicks. Who are in fourth place in the standings right now, right? The Knicks are a half ahead of the Sixers. So tonight will determine the fourth, the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. But the Sixers are two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half up on that play-in. Miami's in that, like, below the cutoff, the seven. Mm-hmm. The Sixers are the five. So, I mean, right now, depending on how the Sixers play, I think anything from – Three to eight is in play. So the Sixers right now are one and a half games back, or excuse me, two and a half, two back of the three seed, but they're only two and a half up on the eight seed. You could could sell me either way. Like if they play well over the next month, they could end up a three or four. They could. Milwaukee with Doc Rivers is taking on water. I mean, that thing is sinking. (laughs) 
So, but at the same time, the Sixers are only. I don't know why they gave you all this money. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't ask them to do it. They just threw $40 million at me. Man, I had to take it. But the Sixers are only two and a half games up on Orlando for the eight. Kyle, you can make a case to me that they play relatively well with Heald and, and B comes back, and they're the four when this thing opens up. I could also see, based on how February went, they could be the eight like by next week. Yeah, I mean, so I, I understand the whole play-in thing. You want to avoid the play-in, the yeah. potential losing one and, and being out. But, like, beyond that, if they have Joel Embiid, I have pretty much the utmost confidence they'd be able to win that playing game. And then after that, I think seeding in the NBA is really just kind of a farce Except unless you're going Boston. to Denver. Except Bo- Boston is far and away the best in the East. Right, but, like, but again, it's literally one game that, that Boston has over you. Like, three games in Philly. You can If you are going to beat the Celtics, you should be able to win at least one game in freaking Boston. And if you can't, you don't deserve it. Like, I- I'm sorry. Home field advantage shouldn't be the swing that knocks the Sixers out of the playoffs. They should be good enough to be able to beat Boston here or there in at least one game. So the schedule is pretty challenging coming out. And, and we're going to – I mean, we talk about the seeding stuff. The next three games are against teams right above them in the standings. Knicks tonight, Cleveland on Friday, and then Sunday a bit of a gauntlet. against Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah, a little bit Good of a boy. Gauntlet. Next Tuesday at Boston. Yeah, this, this is kind of a gauntlet here for the Sixers within the Eastern Conference. So tonight – we get to see Kyle Lowry Kyle. come home. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Tom in Abington. Hey, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? <laughs> hey, Tom. Kyle? What's up? Uh, so you say it would have been nice for Nick Nurse to say he expects. You can't expect anything with the Philadelphia second rounders. Well, that's true. I, I just would have felt better if he's like, yeah, I expect it. You know, he's coming back. But uh-huh. obviously he doesn't know. Yeah, so did I hear Herb call up after my call the other day and say it should have been him talking to John Middleton at the bank? That night. You did hear that. Yeah, he did say that. He wants. I think he wants to take your place as our Middleton insider. <laughs> I thought I, I – all right, all right, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, fascinating topic today, guys. Obviously, you need talent to win in the NFL, but I lean towards culture more. And I gave Kyle a heads up here because both he and I hate looking back on history. Uh, but that's exactly what I'm going to do to prove this point. So, Look no further than the Eagles. Uh, you remember the dream team, right? Of course. Of course. Okay, so we went out and got all this talent, but they had no culture, therefore no chemistry, therefore they won squat off. Now, if you take, say, the 2017 Eagles, I would argue that's not the most talented Eagles team I've ever seen take the field. But if you recall, they suffered a lot of injuries that year, including the starting quarterback. And I believe that the culture in place allowed them to have the chemistry to overcome all that, and then they win their first Super Bowl. Yeah, and Tom, I remember during that season, it was it was either right before or right after the injury to Carson, or you know, it was sometime around that time. Howard had told me when he would do an hour with me at night that that team had the best culture, the best locker room, whatever you want to call it. Chemistry, I think, was the word he used, that he's ever seen of any Philadelphia sports team he ever covered. And at that point, you know, it was a long time he's been doing this. So, right. That, and you, yeah. got that, yeah. you got that feeling just watching that yep. team. So, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, that got us our first Super Bowl. And it, it even translates over to other sports. Like, look at the Dodgers and what they do. They seem to sign every top free agent in, in their offseason, and they can't even make the NLCS. Because they have no culture, they have no chemistry, therefore they get squat off. Well, and they don't come up big in the playoffs. It is the thing. I mean, I, I, it's, it's Tom, it's a good call. It's the, it's the classic chicken or the egg. What matters the most? All I know is this. Tom's points are fair, especially the dream team. But when Jalen Hurts played great 
we didn't worry so much about him being stoic and quiet. Well, I think the culture, because the culture uh, allowed that to happen. You know, when you when you have ultimate confidence in yourself and everybody around you, it, it doesn't matter what you do. The fact that Coach Sirianni, it was cute that he was on the sideline, you know, making faces and doing all this. It was cute. I mean, it, it, it was what it yeah. was. But when you start losing and somebody feels, it's almost like being in a situation where somebody getting more shine than somebody else. And even though they haven't changed anything that they've done, and I, I don't know if this is the be, this is the case. I'm just I'm just speaking, but it, it's it's when somebody else is getting more than you are, or, yeah. or they're not being held accountable, that tends to make people upset. That tends to make to rub people the wrong way. The one thing that I was I was told, especially when I was working in television, that I, I should have listened to. Nobody ever wants to see you do better than them. Mm. And 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 that was probably that was one of the issues I know for a fact was an issue when I was working at ESPN. Nobody wants to see you doing better than well. Them. Jealousy is a, is a very normal. It's a natural thing. And, yeah. And a lot of so you know what I thought of when you said that we've discussed a lot over the past year, at least when the season started to now. Hurts contract, right? We've discussed did it change Jalen? You know what I've wondered, Hugh? Did Jalen's contract change? His teammates. It like, probably did. They look at him different. They, yes. And I go back to last year, Micah Parsons, and we, everyone ripped Micah Parsons for it, but he said something that the team makes Hurts look a little better than he is, and everyone mm-hmm. got mad. But I wonder if his teammates say, like, if there's some truth that they think that. Like, we we were a great team. You got the credit. You finished second MVP. You got the contract. But wait a second. You're good, but you got paid because we helped you get paid. But the, and, and this is the thing that I look at when I think about that. I mean that's that's something that every quarterback has done forever. I know. Like they get all the accolades. So what's the problem? Like I don't understand if that's the case. What's the problem? Because every team that I've ever played on, quarterback get all the shine. Hell, I told a story about when Joe Joe Banner came in one day crying because because five got hurt, then Coy got hurt, and we had AJ. And it's all we're gonna do. We ain't got no quarterback. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. That's the natural pecking order of things. It is. But I, I, that, I think part of that was what happened with Russell Wilson, that they felt like, hey, yeah, he's good, but like, we're the reason this team is good. Those defensive players were jealous that no, he got they the money. They, they, when Russell went out there and he got his own office, that kind of rubbed. Well, that's <laughs> not going to work. And now Russell, I'm watching, we're watching ESPN this morning. The time of him being a backup quarterback next season. Yeah, that season. dog don't hunt. Well, he might have to be. Our Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PI Dental Center. Dot com. The biggest issue with the Eagles is culture. 66%, 34% for talent there. Another poll question, and I know Kyle's probably upset at the results of this one. What kind of eggs are easier to cook? Scrambled, running away with the poll today, 76%. I, I think the issue with this is that people are, are misreading this. Is like what, like, I, I get the simplicity of just putting eggs in the pan and just, like, Simple. throwing them around, and, and, like, that's it, but... There's an art to making them well. Like, I can say the same thing for a steak where you just put it on a pan and let it sit there. That's technically easy to cook, right? But it's not easy to nail medium rare or nail medium. There's an art to good scrambled egg. I, that I agree with. I, and I, I, but I don't think it's, so, it's hard. You, you, it feels like you've had some bad scrambled eggs and you're smart. I've, I've screwed up like many trauma, scrambled eggs. You, you traumatized. Yeah, I traumatized myself. Oh. I've, I've, I've screwed up scrambled eggs before, like, you overcook them slightly. I mean, you might get little, the little brown spots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and then the rubbery. Like, I, I, there's a there's an art, and it's a very thin line. Some scrambled eggs. I never overcooked them. 
He was perfect. He's batting 1,000 well, on scrambling. Well, you know what? Because it it's like if they're overcooked or not, they're going to get eaten anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get eaten. So it doesn't I, matter yeah. if they're it don't overcooked. Matter. Right. It don't so matter. I, I think I like them more on the, I guess not like undercooked side, but they're like they're softer, runnier. runnier. A little runnier. Yeah. I mean, that's how I like my scrambled eggs. And like you go over that, then they're just not into it. It's a half a fried egg. You don't that's want right. that. Yeah. If you want a fried egg, you make a fried egg. Marple Max in Malvern. Marple Mac, how are we doing today? Really good. Perfect timing. As a matter of fact, uh, I didn't mean to upset the screener. Uh, you know what I'm talking about right now, about the thing I mentioned way back when about, uh, you know, implementing uh, the spiritual side, the vertical and the heart and everything. I'm right where uh, about to knock, about to go in and have Pastor Cartwright, if you want to validate it, that he would be willing to help. But my question to everybody out there, are they really serious about it? Because so far... Nick Sirianni hasn't answered any of my letters. The last one that I wrote where I enclosed a self-addressed stamped envelope, and there's only two answers, either A, we're interested, or B, I don't want your stinking Jesus and quit bothering me. So you kept, well, it, so you kept it simple for him, and he didn't respond. Yeah, and they didn't respond. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. They're not the only team that'll do, that, that, I, that I'm willing to do this with. It's not just about the team. It's I'm totally disgusted mm-hmm. with the way the NFL is going with woke and every lame brain cocking anything that out there. I mean, we're interested in tatas and this, and I thought it was interested in tackling and blocking, not all this woke stuff and, and all this other political stuff, which we don't care to hear. Well, I mean, yeah, then people have, you know, the, the NFL does a lot of things for, and, and every league is kind of involved with the different things that they that everyone deems important. He mad at the woke people. Well, and Marvel Mac, we appreciate it. Uh, well, Mar- you know what that is? That's a boiling point where he's wrote a lot of letters well, to Sirianni, and he's not getting a response. That ain't the woke people's fault. That's, that's not. That's, that's Co- be mad at Coach Sirianni for not. You know what you need to do, Marple Mac? Call Dom. Dom will make it happen. Like Dom is the go-between. And <laughs> listen, <laughs> it, we all have a lot of issues with 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 pro sports right now. Wearing cleats or messages for, that I, I I can't get lose any sleep I, over I, that. I blame you for Mark, Marple Mac being mad at me because he don't even acknowledge me. Anymore. Well, I I don't think he thinks you're on board with his letters. <laughs> I am not on board with his letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I. I think the Eagles need some help. And is it the worst thing if John Cartwright goes in no, and talks to the team? No, I'm just saying. But it's just like, don't get mad. You can can't it get, get worse? Mad. You can't get mad at the people, man, for not answering your letters, I'm man. telling you, I, I have a vision of the final time Sirianni's the coach here. That's they, not the Christian thing to do, They though. clean out the office, and the only thing left are the Cartwright letters. It's the it's the last thing left in the office. That's not, that's not the Christian way, though, dog. To get upset you, like you, that? You can't get upset I, like I, that. I, I think Marple Mack reaches boil, his boiling point. That, that's not what Jesus would do. That yep. was, what would Jesus would get mad? He would. He. I don't think Jesus got mad at the woke people. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did. <laughs> Marble Magnus came out here talking about the woke people. He don't want to hear no messages. <laughs> he just just go play football. Come on, Marble Mac, you can't do that, man. Was anyone woke two thousand years ago? How'd that work? <laughs> I don't even know when that became a word, but we know it woke, is now. It's a trigger word, like you know. That's you know. Yeah, it's a trigger word. Yeah, I, th- if I'm if I'm gonna <laughs> guess, the NFL's. Uh, Outreach programs has nothing to do with Sirianni not responding. No, it letters. doesn't. But it it it's a trigger for Marple Mack because he, he's picking on people now. He don't want to hear no mess. He don't want no cliques, no causes. He don't want none of that. Every man he is a boiling he point. Don't, he don't want to do the breast cancer awareness stuff. He don't want to do none of that. Yeah, he, I just go play football. I'm perfectly fine with the NFL having messaging and good causes. That that's perfectly fine. I think by most of us here. But as far as the Cartwright letters go. It can't hurt Sirianni it's, to respond to the letters. It's safe to say that Marple Mack will definitely not acknowledge me anymore <laughs> when he comes home. I so, think he's going to blame you for the letters not getting answered. I'm about to lose some sleep. Man. Yeah, you're out. You're on Marple <laughs> Mack's bad list. All right, Pete is up next. What's up, Pete? 
What's going on, dog? What's up, man? What's up, Pete? Um, can I, uh, you know, tell you about there was one time in Scottsdale, Arizona, you, where I had a black bag. I was at like a restaurant bar, um, coming home from work, and I, I, I crossed like uh, what's called jaywalking to a Wells Fargo bank, and I came out with a black bag. And uh, the cops literally handcuffed me at the restaurant because they thought they stole it back. They thought you were doing some shady stuff. <laughs> all all it was was like some stupid, you know, toiletries and whatever. It was I was coming home from work, but it was funny just because I was <laughs> I was running. I'm a runner, so we're, you guys were talking about running. I'm a runner because I'm a caddy, so I'm fast. Uh, so could so you, you, could, so you, could you so be you like you in a race? Doing something, doing something you ain't no business doing. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting some money, but I just it was just a little black bag, and they, I had I, literally this hot girl in Scottsdale, Arizona. She's a police officer. Handcuffed me. I said, "Do what you gotta do." How about that D, baby? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, what else do we got? We got a um, lot going on here, Pete. What do you think about this Bryce Harper thing? I think, well, I deal with Scott Boris um, because Wendy works for CAA, so I get the second row seats behind home plate at Dodger Stadium. Uh, it's just Scott Boris is driving up uh, the price tag, which is, you to use point, I'm cool with him getting the bread, right? Really, we have one thing um, at a golf course to you. Uh, what is it? <laughs> I don't you play tell golf. Us, yeah, because I don't play golf. What is wrong with him? That's not my <laughs> it's game. Called, it's called, uh, it's not how you play, it's how you pay. So everybody, you always want to get paid. It's just a natural feeling, right, Hugh? I guess it is, yeah, to get paid. I like to get paid. I mean, what are we paying for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you think, you, you think they should pay him or no? Well, he's gonna get paid. He's gonna drive. He's gonna get paid eventually, right? Or he's got. Him, well, it depends on how health how his health goes for the next couple. Of so you want to wait, Pete, on this? You want to give him a couple I more years? Totally wait. Yeah. Um, all right. Me too. Oh. And uh, with the Eagles point, we had no defense. We got no talent. We, like, got, we ain't got no D. None. Yeah, no, yeah, Swallow no it. You don't need issue. it. You, you got, you got, you, they got Kevin Fire. They hired, like, they put Matt Patricia. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, well, that was a, that was a bad one. And, and, Pete, man, we appreciate the phone call. The more the time goes on, the, the Bayard thing is going to go down in, in Eagles lore. It, like, it's like the Gabe Kapler curveball machine. Like, when Kevin Bayard took over the scouting reports. Are I'm a compassionate, yeah. competitive man. I don't understand why. The closer we get to getting off of work, the better the calls get. You ever noticed that? Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> you ever noticed that? Oh, it's a little later in the day. Yeah, it's like, we get, yeah. I, there, I mean, there's I, a strategy to it. I appreciate here. it. L- yeah. Lunch turns into happy hour. It turns <laughs> yeah. into a call to the midday show. <laughs> I love each and every one of you guys. Who hasn't been there? Yeah, I mean, I've been there. I mean, it's, I love each and every one of you guys. I, I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoy what I do on a daily basis. I really, really do. Well, I, I just appreciate everyone brings something a little bit different to the show. Yeah, always. Always bring something different. I'm looking at the three. I didn't know where he was going with that story, though, when he was talking about running across the street with a black bag. Though. I didn't either. Sometimes I don't know where anyone's going with their stories, and I just, you know what? I, I think just... I could beat him in a race, though. I got it. I got it. I got it. He, I think he, you could beat Pete? I think I can, I think He's I can, a caddy. I think I can get Pete, though. He's on the course every day. Yeah, but I think I can get him. 
Okay. I think I, I can do yeah. that. I, something tells me feet wouldn't be uh, too nimble <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> so you you say Pete would uh, just fall like, over himself. I'm going I'm yeah. going with the easy win. I'm going with the easy <laughs> win right. on this one. All right, Matt. What time of the day we running? <laughs> Matt's up next. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Joe? What's going on, Hugh? Hey, What's going on, what are you man? thinking? Yeah, real, real quick story, and then I'll talk to you about the Bryce Harper contract. So I was an intern for the Eagles in the 2000 season at the vet, mm-hmm. and the, the team just got off the field from practice, and I was down there handing out tickets to everybody that was needed tickets for the game on Sunday. Okay. And Hugh got out of the shower with a towel on, and he sat down at his stool, and one of the Eagles insiders came over to interview him and kneeled down in front of him, and Hugh said, listen, dude, I'll answer any question you have, but you need to stand up. You remember this one, Hugh? Probably sound like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, I think, They're kneeling yeah. down in front of me, yeah. and we got a towel on. That ain't no good yeah. luck. Yeah. That's not good no, for anybody. You, yeah, you shut it down real quick. I, I was laughing. I was so hard. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid. So, anyhow, about the, about the uh, Harper contract, mm-hmm. I was telling Kyle. So, I think that they, the, the Phillies themselves opened the door for this in, two years ago when Middleton came out and said that he feels like Bryce is underpaid. Indeed. Matt, I agree with you. I, I thought about this when this started, and I imagine that the, the day that happened, Scott Boris must have sent a text to Bryce Harper and said, <laughs> We got him. We got him. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was saying to Kyle, I mean, is it a situation? All right. Let's say you're looking for a 3 150. Is there a situation where they can defer some of that money, like pay three years, $15 million a year, and then defer the other $105 million? For seven years, they could. Yeah, the, I mean, the Dodgers just did this with Shohei Otani, so it, right. they, they um, it's not quite as cut and dry as every deferred dollar doesn't count, but a lot of it. So I know Otani, you know, he's making on average seventy per year, but they're deferring almost all of it to the end. Yet I think yeah. he count he counts like forty six on the um the luxury tax. So I'm not sure how they do the math on it, but yeah, to, yes, Matt, they could do they they could defer the money and. Give him like you know ten buck, ten million or fifteen million a year, and then push the end to when he's retired. They could. Yeah, I think I would do that deal. So the the Phillies, yeah. I don't believe have ever done one like that before. And Matt, we appreciate it. Maybe this is the guy. Hugh, they never gave out a contract like this before, and no team. I mean, I guess the Mets have done it, right? They did it mm-hmm. with Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Some t- the Nationals do this. That's sometimes. what I was kind of thinking when we were talking about it earlier. You could probably potentially do something like that. It just it might be the way to ha- make it work for yeah, everybody. Make it comfortable so that he'll always have some bread in his pocket and he won't feel some kind of way. Well, the other thing you do by deferring the money, you you almost make him an employee for life, right? Because you're always paying him. So he can die in his uniform for real, like literally. He said he wanted to, yeah. and he also could have him around, right? He'll be at all the events. He'll come. I'm, I'm there's no doubt in my mind he'll do like TV with them when he's done, right? Definitely. Once he'll be a week. Here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that the organization probably wants that because he's already super popular. He's just going to likely be more popular. He'll break records. He'll do all those kind of things. That might be the, the best way to work around all this kind of stuff. All right. Fun show today. I feel like, I feel like we really Always a fun we accomplished show. a lot today. We did. We yeah. unpacked things. Yes, we did. Do we have any real answers or not yet? Not yet. Okay. Well, it's four hours. We did, we did it. We tried. <laughs> we tried. The Eagles have been trying for months. We tried all day. All right. We have the afternoon show coming up next. We got Ike. We got Jack coming up, of course. And I'm sure they got a lot of Eagles stuff on the horizon as well and the Bryce Harper stuff. Sixers tonight. What are you feeling? A win against the Knicks? Yeah, we're going to get a win. All right, we're gonna Kyle Lowry going to drop by 30. 30? Yeah. Look at Kyle looked at me like, are you drunk? Are we seeing the Wayback Machine? <laughs> Kyle Lowry got a time machine out of Sixers uniform. We'll, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys have a great night. Ike and Jack are up next right here, as always, on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Peace.